0: Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, in this episode we're going to look at some more New Testament manuscripts and textual variants i want to dive a little bit deeper into the conversation that we started on monday and in this episode i want to give you some more information about examples of textual variants in scripture so that when these different types of variants are talked about by scholars or by pastors that you can see examples of what they mean So as a reminder, uh, as we talked about on Monday, there are two types, broadly speaking, of textual variance between manuscripts that we have of the New Testament. And again, as a reminder, we have tens of thousands of manuscripts of the New Testament. And so because we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to manuscript evidence compared to any other ancient document by a long shot as a result we have an inordinate amount of textual variance because as things were copied mistakes were made accidents happened little changes were made here and there but because we have so many of them we can compare these and scholars can get a very good idea of which reading between two manuscripts if and when they differ should be preferred So two types of variants. There are meaningful variants, meaning that if something is different between two texts, it actually makes a difference in how the text would be read or interpreted. And then there are viable variants, meaning that if a different reading comes up, scholars are pretty sure that that different reading might actually be closer to the original reading or even the original reading itself. So the most common variant by by far are spelling differences. As I mentioned in the last episode, approximately 70% of all New Testament textual variants are spelling differences, which means that they fall into a category of neither meaningful nor viable. Scholars know that a spelling difference really doesn't change the meaning of the text. We still know what word is intended and it does not change the thought being conveyed in scripture. And often we know if there's a spelling difference which one is closer to the original. So it's not really a viable thing either. Now I'm going to give you a different example of a spelling difference that would fall into a slightly different category. This would be a category of viable But not meaningful. And that would be something like John's name. In the Gospels, John is spelled two different ways consistently. Sometimes it's spelled with a single nu, and sometimes it's spelled with two. Nu would be the Greek equivalent of the letter N. So sometimes John's name is spelled with one N, sometimes it's spelled With two and again there wasn't really any standardization and what we see in the New Testament is it flip-flops back and forth between 1n and 2 pretty constantly now is this viable well maybe we don't know which one was the original but is it meaningful does it change anything about how we understand the text or who we're talking about no because scholars know we're talking about John And it really doesn't matter whether his name is spelled with one N or two, it's the same person, no one's arguing about that. So the next category would be meaningful variants, but not viable. So I'll give you an example here. This would be like in Luke chapter 6, verse 22. Now, most manuscripts uh, finish this verse with the phrase, on account of the Son of Man. Now that phrase is excluded from some manuscripts, actually one manuscript, and that manuscript is dated to the 11th century. So it's not early at all. So is it meaningful that Jesus didn't say on account of the Son of Man in this passage in Luke chapter 6? Well, it certainly would change the meaning of this passage because it would mean that There's no conditions on what Jesus is saying, versus specifically the condition that he says here of because of him, because of the Son of Man. So it certainly changes the meaning, but this isn't a viable variant because we know that this removal of this phrase isn't original. We know that on account of the Son of Man belongs in the original text because there are many, many, many manuscripts which are much earlier and closer to the original, which all contain it. So then we get into the last sort of major category, which would be textual variants, which are both meaningful and viable. And I want to tell you right here, less than 1% of all New Testament variants fall into this category. And not one of them has a major effect on any essential doctrines of the Christian faith. So in our final episode of this week on the topic, we're going to look at 3 meaningful and or viable variants that are worth knowing about because they could probably get brought up in conversation with someone who is skeptical about the New Testament. So I want you to be aware of them. But for today, I want you to know some examples of what scholars mean when they talk about these different categories of textual variants and have some scriptural references that you can go to and review to get a better idea of what some of these would be with real life examples.